Hi, this is Randy Randall of No Age and host of the podcast Hyphen It with Randy Randall. I want to welcome our newest sponsor of the show, DistroKid. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms and artists keep 100% of their royalties. Hyphenate listeners get 30% off at distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash hyphenate. Again, that's distrokid.com backslash VIP backslash H-Y-P-H-E-N-A-T-E. Go get your music streaming everywhere now. What's happening? Hey. <laughs> Monday morning. Yes. Uh, welcome to Halftime Hyphenate. Hyphenate Halftime? I figure which yeah. one goes first. Some. I feel Some. like it. I feel like it should just um, change every time. As long as those two words are said, we're good. Um, my half name's Randy. Hyphenate. <laughs> Halftime finite. Half, half the time yeah. finite. Uh, I'm Randy Randall. <laughs> this is my co-host, uh, Mr. Aaron Farley. How you doing, Mr. Aaron Farley? I'm good. I'm good. Braving awesome. the the um, Southern the weather. California the weather rain. event. Yes. Yes. We the we atmospheric <laughs> river, which is a new thing, right? That's got to be made up. Like That's two years, up. all of a sudden, like atmospheric rivers are the thing. It's I like mean, when they've all all sudden all of a sudden started to name all the moons. Like, well, you're ready. It's we're getting there for. Uh, red gopher moon this year <laughs> or whatever you know whatever it is you're like when did yeah. the moon start getting names of like different full moons have different names they're like no oh, trust me it's always been this way like, has it been yeah, i just since yeah when? we used to get storms and now the rivers but maybe maybe it's a climate change thing i'll go i'll go with that sure maybe now we have rivers yeah. atmospheric where, rivers yeah but i just also don't know exactly what to how to dress for that like what am i supposed to do well i got scared when our kids school sent out a thing like we are prepared for any weather events that happen please send your children to school do not yeah do not keep your children at home we are prepared and then that got me scared and i'm like wait a second is there there something more going on than i thought it was just going (laughs) to rain for a couple days but now everyone's so prepared like i should be prepared i'm not prepared for rain yeah well, it turns out the schools don't get paid if the kids don't show up to school. So that's why uh, they wanted to. It pays to be prepared. Yeah, they wanted to instill the confidence, and it kind of made kind of backfired the other way. Like, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, it's that serious? I'm getting emails about it. I thought <laughs> it was just keep, raining. Should probably keep the kids home then. I don't know yeah. if, it's, if it's serious <laughs> enough for them to email us to tell them to bring them. Probably means they shouldn't go. Yeah. We have uh, life jackets for every child. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm just going to send them with one of those crappy umbrellas. It doesn't really work. That was my thought. And it's, and it's yeah. a Spider-Man plastic uh, jacket. Remember when we were kids and it used to just rain on us? <laughs> it was good for you. It was only, no it was only about the weather. It, it was the only water we ever drank when we were children. It was the rainwater. Yeah. <laughs> you put yeah. your mouth up and, ah, and caught yeah. the rain. Other than that, well, that it was in all, the garden. It's all soda garden and Kool-Aid. Also. Oh yeah, garden yeah. hose. And the garden hose. God, I remember the, the garden amazing, hose. That was the best. The amazing like dirt dirt smell. Mm, hose water. Yeah. I always kind of felt like a ho- like a hollowness in my chest after drinking hose water. And then I'd go running yeah. around and I was like, oh, like okay, I think the I think the hose water was a little too strong. It it really <laughs> is interesting that that really was a thing. Like every everybody around our age was like, well yeah, I mean, where else would you get water from? I've actually thought <laughs> I've actually been thinking about this just because I've I drive a lot 
like when I'm when I'm working. Yeah, I'm always I I'm, most of my clients now are like Palm Springs, Joshua Tree area. So I end up having to drive a lot. So I ended up I end up like. Oh, I didn't fill up my water, so I have to go and get like a bottle of water or whatever. And from a gas station, I mean, it, it really was only like twenty years ago that they started having multiple brands of bottled water. Like before that, it was Avion. Like it, you would laugh at someone for having bottled water, yes. right? You'd be like, yeah. "Why are you buying water? Water's free everywhere." Because they used to have drinking fountains. There were drinking fountains everywhere. Yeah. Right? Like if you went to get, get a drink. A bottle of water or a drink of water, you'd get gas. You'd go in, the gas station would have a drinking fountain. You'd go get a drinking fountain or you'd fill up your cup or whatever. And you'd go to the next place. Even like rest areas had drinking fountains. They might still have drinking fountains. Maybe, yeah. But that there were drinking fountains everywhere. Yeah. And I drink a lot of drinking fountains as a kid. Yes, and my conspiracy theorist, my conspiracy theorist in me, yes. is that did the bottled water companies uh, get rid of all the drinking fountains without everybody knowing it? Whoa. Dun, because dun, there's dun. no drinking fountains anywhere. There's still, like, you can find one drinking fountain at Target. Like, if you go into Target, there, there'll be, like, one drinking fountain way at the back. and But then people are like, ugh, drinking fountain. And the kids at our school, at the middle school, will not drink out of the drinking fountains because they think it's gross. Weird. Yeah. Is this marketing? This is marketing, right? Maybe. But then now we, we've come to learn that all the plastic that the that the water is in, the bottle, plastic water bottle things, are have microplastics and cause all kinds of other diseases that way. Yeah, but That's, no, but yeah. no one cares about that. Everyone's worried about the water coming out of the water fountain is bad for you well because someone put their lips it's, on the whole water fountain one that one time so you better not drink from it because your lips their yeah. lips touched that water lip lip bacteria does not come <laughs> flying off in the water stream that water stream is way too it's it's way too strong the but, water go the it even if there is lip bacteria you let the water run for a second and then the just washed it up yeah you just, you just pour some water and who's on it. putting their who's putting their mouth on the don't water put your whole mouth on come it. on <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say though, like oh. we never as as kids we never brought I never brought water to school. Oh, you ever no. buy like bring like a water bottle because no. there was drinking fountains. So yeah. in between every class, there was always a drinking fountain. You'd go get a little sip of water, go to your class. Yeah. No, now the drinking fountains are like few and far between, and no one hmm. will touch them. Wow, wow. But but. They will use the new drinking fountain downstairs, same water that has the little, the little, um, the coming out of the fridge, the water bottle. No, the water bottle. (sighs) Oh, um, oh, yes. Yes. Filler on it from up top. If they're filling their water bottles up, then the water is fine. Mm-hmm. That's marketing, well, right? Because the water bottle has bacteria in Same it. Same water. And the, it's the good bacteria that you want to drink all the time. It's good it's for a, you. It's a nice yeah. sludge that collects around the, the spinning caps. It's yeah. probably healthier for them just to put their face under the water bottle filler and just let that water just yeah. <laughs> go into, flow into their mouth. But it, the, amount of, the amount of days they'll like beg to get like the Ugh. pass to go downstairs to get the water bottle, to, to fill up their water bottle downstairs. A, I know that they're just trying to get out of class for a longer time. And it takes like, that adds like an extra minute, minute and a half of yeah. not being in class. So I'm not that dumb. <laughs> yeah. 
But but Mister, I'm, they, I'm like, so, but so the amount thirsty. of time I'm so thirsty. I don't have water. If you don't let me drink water, I'm, I'm gonna like, like die of thirst. There's literally a, a fountain, water fountain, right outside of the door of the classroom. And I'm like, do, just go get a drink. Sure. Do kids just, do kids drink water? And they're like, no. In class, that do they drink oh, yeah. water? They all have, and, and their bottles just clanking like, around, and they're all metal oh, yeah. and clanky. They bring plastic water like, bottles, so it goes. <laughs> you just hear that like, in the class. Yeah. Like who's no water? What? No water. Throwing water bottles. No. This is a madhouse. Wow. It's a madhouse. What? But this and, is the and future. This is, no, this is my thing. Thanks, Biden. And, this is the Biden future <laughs> you wanted. Yeah, right. Sorry, just Thanks, kidding. Obama, then Biden, then Trump. I mean, then Trump, then Biden. Hopefully oh, not Trump again. God damn it. But that but um I complain about this all the time, the lack of water, like water fountains. And the, to to the point to where like my family just rolls their eyes. Like, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> Let me guess. There's no water, water fountains comes. in this store. Oh. I'm like, and I will stop by and drink at every water fountain that exists. There if there's a water fountain, just make a point. Crusty, pull the car over. Yeah. If it's crusty, if it looks like maybe someone poured something out in the water fountain before I got there, you get it. Or you maybe if there's one. like trash or something in there which happens which yeah that's a whole nother thing <laughs> using the, the unused water fountains as trash trash receptacles people using public areas just to to um show like a little power move like when they trash like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna take something that doesn't flush down the toilet like thick mm. paper and i'm just gonna put it in there there's only only reason you would do that is power move that's, that's a like, you know what, this world, this is a my real little dick time move. power move. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> You're the king. You did it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The world slow claps, golf claps you. There it yeah. is. Way to go. This is a, you this did it. The angels, the angels up in heaven going, you know what? Wow. Sir? You won this one. This five <laughs> you, minutes is yours. You got us. Construction paper in the in the shitter. Wow. Never would have thought of that one. Yeah. You got me. Yeah. Oh Dang. my God. You're really, you're really pulling one over on them. Right. I just had to get that so, off my that's chest. That's good. No, thank you. Thank you. I don't really no, want to talk about politics, Randy, but but I, that's oh my God. really burning me up right now. Oh my God. Well, we were just watching the, the Grammys before I jumped on here, and I think that might be oh, relevant. Yeah. I'm sure people have, have looked up and gone, huh, that person won. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Who's that person? Why are they there? Yeah. But it's so, I mean, I'm fine with that with the Monday, like, um, quick news headline, like, so and so won a Grammy. Like, all right. Yeah. That's about what it's worth. But, but, but we were watching it this evening. My, my better half requested that we put it on the television. And I am just such yep. a cynical little bitch. I just can't, yeah. I can't watch these things. I'm just like, this yeah. is all terrible. Everybody's terrible. Why is everybody terrible all the time? You know? Although I'm, I'm, just, re- I'm very happy that Killer Mike won. Oh, I didn't, I didn't, yeah, I didn't see that. Did, did that they, just happen? Well, I just saw it on Instagram and I was like, oh, oh okay. this is good. He should win. He's like, this is good for him. I think it's good for rap, <laughs> all that stuff. But then they said that they did the rap categories before the, like the pre, it's like the pre-show before the live oh, And I'm like, how is rap not on the live <laughs> That's the whole part? show. It's like, yeah. It's That's like the, the top. Uh, that, I think rap and country are the only two high end or like 
whatever yeah. music that's left, right? Well, I saw it, Miley, Miley Cyrus and, and uh, yeah, I just saw just yeah it's, uh, but, uh, but i'm also on a, a text chain with my mom and my wife and my mom just wrote uh omj omg zjz is capping this is my mom my my 75 year old wow. mom i don't know what any of those i don't know what any of that means zjz is, like, is must be capping right now wow i don't know that is crazy <laughs> uh i have no idea either we, yeah. i feel like we skipped a generation did we become boomers somehow? Somehow, <laughs> and your I, mom is now Jen. Like I'm Gen old Z? and crusty. I don't care about any of these people. <laughs> I think I just feel like at, at some point I've, I've officially reached the age of like none of these people really mean anything, and they're all skinny and like empty-headed. Is <laughs> the yeah. biggest feeling I have just like watching people, or maybe I'm just thinking of Miley Cyrus. But just in general, it's just like this is all just like sad, weird, like posturing, and like think it's all just contr- created by middleman like music executives to like show their clients like look you got an award we did our job we get a 10 yeah. percent bonus now cut of whatever <laughs> m- millions you're making and so because we, we set this whole thing up so we could like give you an award and yeah. it just feels so like meaningless and just horrible and i just especially in the state of music now where there's just nobody like maybe those 10 people that performed on the grammys tonight make music and their team all takes huge cuts of their music or mm-hmm. t- cuts of the money but it's 99% of the people who play music daily have see $0. There used to be some kind of like actual like middle class or some type, type yeah. of like independent like ability to sell music. But it's just there really is that kind of thing. It's like, why am I going to watch the Grammys and celebrate these people? Like these are horrible. This is the horrible like oppressor. I feel like there's a recording industry. And even, but even at that, like whatever song won, I looked out, try to look up like, did Billie Eilish's song and Barbie actually sell any records has anybody like spent any money to listen to that song oh it's a it's a uh, hugely popular yeah, song I, mean, I get that it's a popular movie than, people spent money to go to the movie i guess it's a good song it's but, a good song but your your daughter and, has it on cd on single on vinyl and has it on four or five different <laughs> formats right and she gave one to her oh, friend yeah. for her birthday because her friends really love it so, yeah so so billy eilish is making money off of her music somehow I don't know. All it of that stuff just gets just like, oh. I mean, because even those Spotify numbers, like when they have like a billion streams or whatever, it's meaningless. It's, like, it's not it's garbage. that much. It's not that much money. No. So I don't know. What are they? They're making, I mean, they're doing their 50 50 deals or whatever. Right. And I have no so idea. I don't even know what people I mean. Everybody's getting money on touring and do, do like, do the people at Billy Eilish's level just, do they actually get paid appropriately for what? for what their thing is because they are the people who have the most listens so they can flex and be like hey we got five billion oh, listens like they get a, well it's like, like they so get a say percentage. we'll say you have like 10 billion listens a month right on spotify yeah. and 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 half of those are by you know a handful of artists mm-hmm. you know what i mean like so let's say five billion of those are taylor swift and billy eilish and I don't know, country, country star of the, of the minute or right. Or, you know, whatever it is, can they say like, Oh, cool. Well, since we've, we've, we're now into the billion a month uh, numbers, we're going to go ahead and need to, we're going to have to kick in, open that extra door that kick it into gear where we get all the, we actually get paid money like, or else what, I don't know. Or is it just, everybody just gets the same 0.003% per play streamed split up between I mean, your they, the master side and the publishing side and everything and I cut that in, in a bunch of small parts between your team. Well, I've got I've got yeah. a 
uh, imagine that the music industry, probably UMG or whatever you universal, right? Yeah, probably has a stake in Spotify, right? Like they probably I hope, own I part hope, of it. Or, I, or yeah, I think they, they have some kind of thing where they were they actually like back at the in. It's the new thing. Yeah, they're like we'll participate in this if we get higher in, um, rates of these things. Yeah, you know what I just yeah. looked up, or we actually own like. 35% of Spotify. Yeah. Something. Universal Music Group is owned by Vivende. And Vivende, Ooh. do you know this company, Vivende? It's this uh, French, um, they started uh, Canal Spirit, Plus. Right? Vivende, no. Well, I don't know. They, they own a lot of things, they, but they've had water rights in Europe to basically to like sell water. European oh, okay. in countries since. Oh, we're getting the, back into it. Right. Since water. Yeah. All right, since, the 18, water. since the 1880s. Since the 1880s. The Vende, the you're company, saying Taylor Swift owns yeah. all of water. the the water, water fountains, rights. <laughs> yes, <in laughs> public France. water fountains. Okay, <laughs> but no, but but the company was started by Napoleon, and that, but it's like Napoleon the Third. I'm like, well, no, is that like a guy, like a descendant of Napoleon? I like looked. I was like, no, it's like the Napoleon Bonaparte real guy started. This was his the corporation. Vende. Yeah, it was his corporation. That he started wow. and and uh, in eighteen in the eighteen hundreds in France, and the version of that same company is what now controls Universal Music Group as well as Nestle and all these other water. I don't know if Nestle's, but like oh terrible water people and all these other kinds of things. You're just like, Oh God, like, okay. So it really is like the, 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 the whatever, what I mean, I'm not going to solve anything it. here, but it's very, it was just, it. it's, it's disheartening when you really look at it all. And, I'm, and then to just watch these, these poor, like anorexic, like children, like get up on stage and sing and pretend to be sexy and like just sell something. I'm just like, this is not, this isn't culture. This isn't, this isn't anything I could like, this isn't like art. I don't know what this is. This is some weird, like, again, like this is, this is the, this is the corporate version of um, construction paper in the toilet bowl. It's just a weird big power flex. (laughs) Like, look, this music is so terrible and so vapid and so horrible, but look, you're going to watch it anyway. And you're going to like, look at that. You're going to watch, look at this, try to not watch it, try to not know what Taylor Swift is going to announce tonight. Like, I can't now go in and try to use the toilet, buddy. Yep. How's that feel? How do you like this now? Oh, wait. Oh, guess what? You get to plunge it. Yeah. Now try to put on your your 30 year old CDs. Those don't work. That player, you have that player stopped working 40 years ago. Oops. Looks like you're going to have to stream Fugazi on Spotify. Oh yeah. Well, I actually was, I was actually thinking about that, uh, just today because minor threat came up on, uh, I've been, for some reason I've been listening to the, uh, Nirvana incesticide album on Spotify. Uh Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I was just like, I never really listened. I never really like (laughs) went through this whole album. And so I was listening to it. And then, you know, when you get to the end of the album, it just gives you like a radio version of whatever. So it starts like throwing songs at you. So it threw me like a Melvin song. So I'm like, yeah, that's nice. Right. And it threw me like a weird punk Beck song. And then that's getting weirder. Okay. And then, and then, it threw a minor threat song in there. And I was like, that's the jump we're making. Oh yeah. But it made, I mean, it made sense, but Mm -hmm. then I really thought I'm like, of all people, it's interesting that Ian McKay was just like, yeah, I don't give a, I don't care. Yeah. Throw it up on Spotify. What do I care? Cause all of like there, all of the, that whole, the whole, um, 
the whole label has been up on like every like Spotify, Apple, like all the streaming services since the beginning, and it has never been an issue. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how how big of an issue could it really be if Ian doesn't care? <laughs> I just went through my head today, and I yeah. was like, is that a valid point, or is he just like, is he just like, yeah, I mean, you know, whatever, every any. Any kind of like way to get the music out there. I already made my money. Like we're right. not selling. They're probably not selling many CDs or anything that much. Mm-hmm. Any like the back catalog is not massive. Yeah. Well, that's. I mean, we're you know, No Age is is on a label called Drag City, and they were notoriously yeah. against you know streaming or just was very or very just didn't have their stuff on there after years after all these other labels yeah. did. And uh, when we first signed with them in 2018, it was like, yeah, no, we're not on streaming. And they're like. Okay, that sounds fine at the time. And then I remember like the record came out and someone was asking, like, yeah, but it's not streaming. I'm like, yeah, well, because you have to buy the record. I was still had this mentality of like, put a record out and I would, you know, it's, that's the thing you go and you could buy a download, I guess, if you're that kind of person, if you enjoy spending money on downloads. But most people go yeah. to record stores and buy things, don't they? Don't they? Hello? Crickets. Is anybody here? Crickets. Crickets. The, the tumbleweed <laughs> rolled through. I'm like, oh, I guess yeah, so, like, then, um, so we just put on a record. What? <laughs> yeah. What so am just, I going to? <laughs> yeah we put a record out and it's not on streaming and nobody buys records anymore so i was like well that's fine i guess that's just fine that's what we're doing here cool. i suppose yeah and then uh and then somewhere on tour it was, it was like april fool's day it was like you know april 1st i remember we were in glasgow and i got an email from drag city like okay well we're putting all the you know back catalogs going up we were back catalogs going up on um streamers today if you guys have if any artists don't want to be on it they can opt out just you know write write, write us back to this email and say i don't want it on there but otherwise if you put anything out so putting anything out with us we're going to put it up on streamers today and it really was like is this april fool's joke is this is this something <laughs> and then but no everything went up and i think that just it was the yeah. kind of thing too like you said like the amount of the 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 fractions of pennies they got was somehow a stopgap or some kind of like something more than like the, the digital sale, you know, I'm trying to make up for something. It's like, those the only money's out there. You know, it's the crumbs. At the, very, the crumbs are better it, than nothing. And so I was like, Oh, at the right, very least that's the, it's that's the like game we're playing. Marketing, I guess. It's like, yeah. At the sure. Very least marketing, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, man. I guess. Yeah. I'm not going to figure it all out tonight, but then anyway, there was the, yeah, just watching the Grammys tonight. It was just, my wife was like, why are you such a, dick why are you so cynical and just so you're terrible to watch these things with and i was like i don't know i want to i want to be happy in life i don't want to choose to be unhappy i just think i think i just you know normally steer clear of things that are such a bummer you know what i mean so i just i've just tried to try my best to steer clear of those things but it's a funny thing when you're when you're sunday night after dinner and like oh hey let's put the award show on and i'm just like "Mm." yeah (laughs) i don't know why why are we doing this it's like i feel i I feel like this is this is actually um one of the things and i and uh we're talking about bjorn right oh yes of course yeah yeah (laughs) this is the bjorn copeland uh, halftime show yes we'll get to bjorn right now i listened to two of them right back to back so i'm (laughs) hopefully i'm not i'm I'm not gonna mix things up yeah but that 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 uh I feel like this conversation does tie in very well to that Rhode Island, like the RISD scene, yes, the music scene and everything, which was about like none of that. <laughs> like, right. It's exactly yeah. like whatever's coming out of your mouth right now is exactly what that whole scene was like. 
It's just like both of these podcasts coming up are agreeing with you 100% yes, right. on everything. Well, like I think just we, yeah. the podcasts as little entities with mouths are just like, <laughs> like smiling yeah, right now going, yeah, woo. no, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's it. Well, just because want, it, because yeah. it is so much about this like little tiny scene and this like, oh, are you trying to get a, a record deal? Like, No. Who would put out a record of this? Like, <laughs> yeah. like we're just trying to have our friends over and have fun and and um, and make art and music and try to like build out this warehouse and everybody's in a band and if they're not in a band then they're making videos for the band or they're like making props for something or I mean it's just sounds like such an amazing uh amazing scene and I and again someone and, and you'll have to listen to both podcasts <laughs> we'll talk about both of them but then well, uh well next that, week's episode coming up is uh Joel Kayak so yeah that's the one Joel yeah, Kayak yeah, yeah. But so, and they're both in Copeland's yeah and and again we're fr- we're in wait what what's your February five oh. five <laughs> five Thursday, Thursday, five freaking Thursday, February podcast or something. Yes. I think that's the month. Yeah, the, this is our, our our first theme month on on the hyphenate pod. Is the yeah. five five fucking Thursdays about yeah. about Providence? <laughs> five finger, five finger <laughs> discount. Yeah. Thursday, yeah, Providence podcast. Yeah, I think that's the right um, name for it. Yeah, but both of the, I mean, but just talk about Bjorn, but like yeah. there is like with black dice and with like him just talking about music as if like, well, I'm not really a musician, but we started a band and we were playing in a band, but it wasn't really music, but it's music. It was like art and noise (laughs) and like some kind of violence thrown in and some like, like scaring the audience and scaring yourselves and, performance art and but like really it was about like kind of performing or creating a community of like-minded people for everybody to express themselves and enjoy themselves and i think that that's why a lot of people and again i feel like a lot of a lot of your history with the smell and you guys talked about it but like that there was a lot of that in the early 2000s of like a bunch of kids getting together because they enjoyed music but not just because they enjoyed music they whatever was going on was like an energy ball that everybody wanted to be inside of and it, it was unexplainable and bands would like pop up and play a couple shows and go away and then some bands would pop up and we're like oh this actually is working and keep playing and then someone would start a label and then Sean would book you somewhere <laughs> in the city like everybody yeah. else. Yeah. And then and a club would start up and a weekend would start up and a fuck yeah fest would start up. And a, like all of these things like, like would come out of these, like this energy ball and it would just slowly expand and expand. And if it was working, it would just keep expanding, keep expanding. And I feel like, I mean, I love both of these podcasts because I really don't know much about, black dice and um and even when i listened i'm like i'm trying to think if i even saw them play live i think i did but i do know like lightning bolt 
which like that was my end to this whole scene. Yeah. And even even that both of their stories are like oh yeah, lightning bolt and pink and brown and like all of these people that were doing things at the same time and just creating chaos. But then when you look at everything, like I'm looking at both of their websites right now for their art because mm-hmm. I wasn't I didn't know either of their artworks. And you just look at it and it's so like amazing. Amazing work. And like Bjorn's work is amazing. Oh my God, I know, right? And so much color, and, so much awesome. Yeah, color and awesome and sculptures and and it's like this is weird art to this is like the type of work that right now, like when you look at it, it's like meaningful, but it's not, um, I don't know how to describe it. He uses a lot of used, like found objects and putting things together and piecing things and colors. And, but it's kind of like, I feel like at a, maybe looking at it as an artist, it's like not necessarily sellable. It's not like you're not making like you're not making like a beautiful painting that you're like, oh, this has a it's kind of this work that's like, this is me. Here it is. It's in the middle of the room. And it's uh, you're like putting it up. You could just tell he's like putting it all out there. He's not doing it to be like, I'm going to I'm going to make a thousand of these things and I'm going to sell them. And I'm going to like it's coming from that place where when he talks about them playing in black dice it it comes from that type of place it's like we're taking all this stuff we're making some things that we love and we're just putting it out there and it's not there's not like anything bigger than that like we're in the kind of in the moment i guess and it seemed like when he was talking like so much of his what he was talking about was like being in the moment making things that you love being around people that you love starting a thing that you love and like, that's it. That's where you're at. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a cultural movement or some kind of like grand social experiment or some type of extension into like content, you know, um, ideation or something, you know, where you could like, oh, cool. You could use this as a filter on a thing and you could do this. It's like, it's just sort of like yeah. unique, unique artworks from a particular point of view that sort of has to be acknowledged that it's not a like a piece of decorative uh flourishing or wingdings you could put up on you know on a <laughs> on your fridge or something it's like oh no this is this great. feels kind of intense i kind of this is a lot to look at but it's great no i think yeah. it was fun talking to i mean yeah there was a lot said there but i think that like the one thing I I really got a lot out of out of the talk with Bjorn was just his sense of abstraction, or, or as as a as an artist developing a process of creating meaningful links to what an abstraction could look like or feel like. So where he yeah. knows the the the. the what like the equivalent? I don't know if it's necessarily even equivalency. Like not so, you know, like each line or each movement has a meaning, but that uh, but it came from a place of through process, kind of got to another space where it could only have been created that way. That it's not a one to one. Like I just thought I'd make all my blues black, and then I would put an algorithm on everything that was above like fifty k, and then those would all become green. You know, you're just like, oh, well, that just kind of looks like snow or some kind of strange thing. But, but to to work within within two mediums of sound, as well as you know, collage and and color, and and almost like 
trick yourself through like hypnosis or some kind of like artistic sort of like brain, um, brain like transference to then like, Oh cool. Here's the sound that works. This is the thing I want, yeah. like to not necessarily know where you're going for it, but then to find some type of abstraction that's close, that still touches things that you know, that still feels familiar enough so where it doesn't, it's not just all completely uh, um, digital, the one way or the other in yeah. sound or in look, but has, still mm-hmm. has um, has a tactile feel to it and a goopiness almost, but also mm-hmm. has um, a new meaning or a new take or something novel to sort of like express through those things, through those works and through the amount of stuff that he's done. It's like, wow. Okay. I don't know if you ever, you know, just in talking through, you know, talking through a process, like I want to get to a place and where I can, where things are being created that I don't know how I'm going to make them again. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like, like get lost. You know, you have to like put, take yourself yeah. on that journey to, to find an, a, a, a clear, um, new abstraction that's that's still but but it tickles you. And sometimes you're like, "Ooh, I like this." I don't know. I'm I'm vibing on this as I'm making it. I'm also also able to observe it. I can observe and make at the same time and kind of create this thing that's like feels new and off off any kind of map that anyone's been done. I feel like Bjorn's like just hyper creative in that regard of this type of abstraction. Yeah, and I mean even but like just coming from that. Um, space where even when you're looking at his work or even listening to black dice and it sounds like there's randomness that it sounds like oh this is just crazy and then when you look you're like oh but there's actually things in there okay wait maybe it's not (laughs) random or maybe it comes from a random place but it's actually like just someone being in the moment doing a thing in the moment that's like really thoughtful and and uh and focused but then there's not a reason for it, which I think is like what so much of good art or art that lasts is like someone not thinking about what people are going to think about it or someone not doing a thing for a reason, but they're actually like, they just are doing a thing and they're in the moment and they're making that thing. And then they're done with the thing and they move on. And then it's someone else's job to figure out if it works or not, you know, or like yeah. if it's important or if it's, if it's going to be heralded or if it's going to be like your worst thing ever or whatever, but that has nothing. To, once it, once you do the thing, it has nothing to do with you anymore. Yeah. And I feel like so much work or so many things that we see now are like, or things that we do, like things that I do, I'm like, ooh, I'm gonna put that on Instagram because that would be great <laughs> for Instagram. You know, like people on Instagram are gonna love this, yeah, or whatever. That that becomes this thing where you're like, well, you're you're actually making something that is, you're saying, well, this is gonna go to this place, and so I'm gonna make a thing that's gonna go to this thing that's gonna work on this thing. There's a terminal sort of endpoint for your creation. You know that this, if it goes here, then that completes its circle. The tab has been closed. Totally. Versus like, something that has an up a, and ended, no, unknowable, like, totally. like I don't know, just out there in the void. It's just it's yeah. still continuing, continuing to exist with no real validation yeah. or uh, yeah. or consideration for it. It's like, hmm, like okay. I'm going to make a song that's going to win a Grammy, right? Yeah, you know, instead of just like, wow, this is the best song of the year because huh. someone made this amazing song and beautiful song and whatever has the best lyrics or whatever. It's like, yeah. no, these are all the Grammy songs. There's five right. of them. They kind of all sound the same. <laughs> yeah, very similar. They all slap. 
you know. I, I, like, I heard this. I heard this motor breaking down on the back of a of an ice machine at a, at a cheap hotel in Nebraska, and it's the best song I had heard all year because it had this like unknowable, you know, kind of uh, you know statement, and it was you know it really sounded like the industrial sort of like uh, gears coming to a close and clashing within itself and gurgling and drowning itself. It's very deep and profound kind of sound, yeah. but. That, I love what that uh, yeah. ice machine won a Grammy that year. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Well, it did. You know. <laughs> oh, that makes, was that was the sense. ice machine of yeah. 1994. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, yeah, that ice, that ice machine has a uh, has an eighty thousand dollar like makeup, hair, makeup, choreography, yeah. um, dance, and uh, production staff that works around around the clock for to make these really like natural sort of feeling um, Instagram posts that happen. Uh, yeah, but the, also, ten million I, followers on TikTok. Yeah, you got, that costs money. The um, yeah. The thing that I think too with this fun about Bjorn is it's it's not really winking or it's not like you I think you said you know the consideration for the audience but I think in that sense sometimes you see this art that sort of has a bit of a like a, a spry sort of like ooh look at me aren't I aren't yeah. I clever see what I did there those yeah. two avocados look like hearts. <laughs> oh, ooh! I did that. Oh my god! But I just feel like there's, there's, there's. I think you know, or even within the music or something too. Then you have like everything drop out and, and the bass comes in, boom, 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 boom. You know, whatever it is. Like you could easily like, you know, apply um apply metrics or sort of tropes of of things in both the sound and the visual world that would sort of then link it or you know almost exploit its um its wild nature. Just some sort of mm-hmm. like um, uh, tethered known factor. I think that's why I think it's so interesting, you know, in, the, in his pro- pro- process of abstraction is that it's not completely void of meaning or, or relevancy to anything that you can recognize. So it's not, it's not a complete um, just uh, uh, like esoteric, you know, just like, Oh, that's just a field of color or a field of dots or something. You know what I mean? That there are still like, relatable sounds and, and images but it but it's manages to do that without really stepping on or building off of other real like um real tropes you know or kind of cliches in other ways yeah. you know which is really i think it's like what a narrow like that's the uh it's the thinnest sort of line there for somebody and, and you know that he cares you know, i think just from the from the thing but also just from the the point of view of someone who would make this like they would care they did that on purpose <laughs> it didn't just it doesn't just accidentally happen over and over and over again for 20 years like there's that's a what, real consideration for it say. yeah yeah i was gonna say that exactly about it being on purpose like it feels like there's some of this this type of work that's like found objects put together and it feels random and you're like okay i mean it looks nice but you can yeah. just tell there's something missing from it and all of his work looks really purposeful, but you can't tell why. Like I can't for me. <laughs> sure, like, right? Looks yeah. like like it would looks like it was on purpose. I can't tell what it means or if it even means anything. Right. But it looks like it's like all those pieces look like they're supposed to be there. Yeah. And I feel like that's even like a good like music can be that way too, where you hear music that sounds really random. But then there's some stuff that sounds really random and you're like, I don't know, for some reason it's working for me. It seems like all those notes were put there, even if it's like, I don't know, just sounds right. I don't know what it is. Yeah. No, I just know from my own sort of practice of playing and and sort of creating soundscapes or doing things, it's it's a lot of just trying to 
unplug your head and just kind of go, yeah, that just sounds right. That just feels right. Try to listen with some other kind of like lizard brain or some your gut yeah. or something else and just try to use your brain to, to over process something and over kind of like manipulate things to the point of like, um, obfuscation you know where you can't tell what it is anymore it's no longer it's completely opaque and then yeah. you dial it back a little bit and then you just kind of then turn on then you go on autopilot and kind of let your gut now we're flo- now we're we've reached a level of sort of just like there's so much material here and i've made so much stuff and then now let's let's just unplug the brain and let the let the gut guide through it like ooh, that's weird ooh, yeah. ah, ooh, well, i like this and then kind of like start to glom <laughs> onto those things and start to like thread those together like in a, with an loose kind of association like that's just is feeling cool okay but what if it all went sideways like oh okay you know, you just kind of, it's like almost skydiving. You're just kind of just finding things and touching things as lightly as you can. And then go, okay, then stop. Then stop. Like, okay, now what is it? Like, that's kind of interesting. When, okay. And do you ever, do you ever kind of like catch yourself BSing? Of course. It's all BS, Like when you're right? playing. Yeah. No, but, but you're just doing something. You're like, oh, that's so good. Oh man. That's like, and you're feeling it. And, but then in the back of your head, you're like, Stop. Just stop. That's not it. It's <laughs> no. not the thing. Just stop right now and, and start on a new thing. Because right now, like you're going to come back like in a week and you're going to take this, this thing out anyway. No, I think if I'm really feeling something, if I'm really like feeling a moment, you know what I mean? Which yeah. is, is, uh, it's, that's powerful. That's a hard thing to do. Yeah. That, that doesn't come easy. And it doesn't come without like putting something into it. Especially as a sober man in my forties, like if I'm really feeling yeah. something, it's <laughs> we've That's heard it. how icy my heart is, and I can't be I can't be <laughs> uh, swayed by by easy, easily things. So if I'm able to get to a place creatively where I'm feeling really excited and happy about something, that's some hard one. You've uh, really done it. That's a patch of dirt that I've I've, I've blood, sweat, and teared and pissed on, and you know I've really made myself <laughs> made that ground for myself to really. I, so I'm going to enjoy it while I'm there. In terms nice. of its like usefulness or what I can, what, if I can do anything with it, the next time I hear it, you know as a, as a listener, uh, it's, um, you know, I don't know. That's someone else's problem. That's me of next week's problem. <laughs> I can't, you yeah. know, if I'm really, if I'm really feeling something and enjoying how something sounds and playing in it, I really have, have taught myself to, um, to really just enjoy those moments. Like this just sounds good. I'm going to shake, yeah. I'm going to bob my head. I'm going to feel it. I'm going to enjoy this. Cause it's just, that's cool. It's good to get, it's good to have those like joys. Like I can't be so cynical to take that kind of stuff away. Cause I would really have not much, <laughs> not much enjoyment <laughs> left in life. <laughs> so a nice, a well, a well-played guitar chord that's warm and kind of like shimmering or doing something or a piece of a melody line or something that's kind of like layers of sound. That's kind of gauzy and ooey and gooey and weird and moving around in a stereo space. Like I can enjoy that a lot lot um you know maybe the song but the maybe the song just needs a a power chord and so but then so that other stuff so then what what happens with that stuff then it gets put on another um file that's like something for me to use somewhere else or something for me just to enjoy something you know what i mean like there's i I understand i can't get so caught up in that stuff to where it's it makes me unproductive but but uh, i can also just go oh that's for something else i really like that part but i'll find a use for that somewhere else that's how I yeah. try to keep it going for myself, but it's, it's, you know, it's hard. It's hard to know what it's all, yeah. where does it, where does it all go? But I think as an, you know, and you know, as an artist yourself, like if there's something that you're, that your gut is the first audience that you yeah. have to satisfy, you know what I mean? If your gut's yeah. going with something and you're like, cool, 
I have to yeah. imagine other people have similar guts to that, or at least now I can then apply like a craft or a, a learned years of experience. Now my gut, but then you look at it, well, I got really loved was just this particular arrangement or this color or this play yeah. here. That's interesting. That's doing something, but all that other crap around there takes away from that cheapens it. So let's go ahead and remove some of this. Some of the grain is that's just technically un- incorrect. That doesn't need to be there. I can't, it's not, I'm not going to lose the feeling of the gut response. If I start to clean this thing up and really sort of set it almost like a gem, you know, like let's create a nice setting for this thing. The gem mm-hmm. itself can sparkle, but I need to like use my years of experience. And I think that, and that's a big thing where you can see from like, you know, young people starting out and someone who's been doing it a long time. It's the filigree or some of the finer stuff around it. You kind of go, Oh, okay. There they go. Yeah. Yeah. It's you like know, the things that up. happen. I feel like that, um, like once you start getting better at a certain thing, you start like the middle, the parts in between when you're trying to do things start to become easier to do. I don't know, easier or like more shorter. Like you're, you can, like get you're to the, using, you can get to it quicker. Or you're just like, you're using more intuition than thinking about things more and more. I yeah. Think. Like I feel like even as, as like for shooting photos when I was shooting more and more and more. And then it was like, okay, now I'm like having shoots every week. Like eventually you're like, Oh yeah. I'm kind of like, I know how to do this. Yeah. Go here. Lights here. Do this, do this, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Now we just start. And before you would be like freaking out about all the little details and stuff. And uh, I realized that now it's just starting to learn how to paint. And I'm like, Oh my God, it looks like a, I'm like trying so hard. <laughs> this everything, like every single line looks like I'm trying so hard. And then every once in a while, like a little like flip, like, wait, how do I redo? Okay. That's the line I'm looking for. That looks for. effortless. That's like, the nope, effort. That's yeah. never that's coming expression. back. expression. <laughs> See in a year <laughs> when you can do that, maybe on purpose. Like do 400 <laughs> of those in the next hour. Yeah. But I, I think, well, I think for me, a lot of it too, is just with, with age, you know, and, and at least in the music side of stuff, it's like, I worry, I worry less because I know what I can do and I know what my equipment can do yeah, and what, right. and also know what it can't do. I think that's yeah. the hard part when you're starting out is you, you're unsure of yourself because you don't know really what you can accomplish. And then you also don't know if your equipment is good enough or if it can do all the things that you have in your head. You don't really know how to get, you don't know how to use your tools ac- um, uh, uh, accurately or quick enough uh, to go to translate what's in your head to, to what you want to, to create. And so I think for me over the years of just understanding like, oh yeah, no, I just, I can use any guitar, any amp. And I need a couple of these pedals because that'll kind of I'll shape some stuff with that, and I'll be able to loop and delay things that way. Well, I think in, you know, twenty years ago, it was I didn't know I didn't know what was the well, what was the necessary parts of of that of that process that that creative process to to keep. I was I was stressing or I was like obsessing on parts that were irrelevant, but I didn't know that. But I had to go yeah. through all those times to get to the place of kind of going like, you know, you probably, I'm sure the same is for photography or for painting. It's like, you don't need, you don't need the big light kit. You need two lights. You yeah. know what I mean? And then that's the thing is that's the difference of, you know, somebody like, oh, wow, that's, that's a really, well, yeah, that light costs $10,000, but I only need one versus yeah. this, this, the, the $200 light kit that has 500 lights in it, but they're all bullshit and they're all garbage. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're going to lug those around for years and not, and nothing's going to look good. 
but you well, just w- get the, get the one if, good one and it works or versus, you know, piece of equipment. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, I wonder if like in all of these like creative, uh, pursuits that you're eventually like, you're kind of funneling everything down. So like at the very beginning, there's like a million possibilities. And so you have, you have like, like when you start a band, oh, maybe we're going to be a metal band. Maybe we're really heavy. Maybe we use different amps. Maybe we all Fender stuff and it's going to sound light and airy. Or maybe it's going to sound like the Melvins. Or maybe... And then eventually like years and years and years go by. You're like, nope, nope, nope. And you're like <laughs> kicking you're like kicking all of the possibilities out that you just know you're not going to like. And then eventually you get to this point where you're like, well, now my possibilities are down to three. <laughs> so what am I going to do? I'm going to do like the heart, like the, the heavier music, or I'm going to do the lighter music, or I'm going to do the weirder music. And, yeah. and I have all my things for that. And I know all my tools. <laughs> I know what I want it to sound like, and I know how to get it to sound like that thing. So this is just what I do now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I kind of feel like that even with, with the photo or video stuff in the last couple of years of like, I was always trying to do all these things. And then eventually I'd be like, well, I just kind of want to make something like, really colorful with a lot of layers and then figure out the subject matter later. And that stuff always seems to work. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I try to do something else, it's like so hard and difficult and it always turns out looking horrible. And then, and then I'm like, I'm just going to try this other thing real quick. And then that ends up being the thing. And I'm like, maybe this is, maybe I've just like whittled it down a little bit to where I'm in it's like a different space than I think of <laughs> than I think I'm in. Yeah, that's perfect. Funny. All right. Well, should we, should we stop here? Let everybody yeah, go on with their lives and everybody yeah. enjoy the rest of your Monday, the rest of your week. We have uh, Mr. Joel Kayak from Six Finger Satellite, Landed, Dream Mega coming up this Thursday as part of uh, week two of five fucking Thursdays in February. <laughs> Hyphenate first theme month, Providence, Rhode Island noise yep. theme. <laughs> five hyphenate five hyphenate February yes god damn I picked the worst month I think the five thing just bugs me because I was like cool I just need four interviews and I can make it a theme and then I picked February which is the shortest month I'm like, this will be easy I'm going out of town this will be so I'll just lock this in this is great it's a theme it'll, it'll run itself and I go five what month has five fucking Thursdays in it and that's the shortest and month but it even has another day now this is leap year yeah. it's got 29 days and one of those days the leapy day the last one is going to be a, a thursday Fuck this me. is your month this is your month <laughs> this is it it's my time to shine it was all put here for you <laughs> all right well we'll see test. we'll see you on thursday and then back here next monday to when we talk about uh mr joel kayak see you then bye Thanks. See you.